0: This morning, we're going to focus on the wilderness experience. We have all been through a wilderness, or still going through a wilderness experience with this pandemic. It began as a wilderness experience, not outside, but inside. Remember, all being locked in our homes. But wilderness is is different, different from our normal life, and it was so different. And God has led us through this wilderness experience more than a year. And we get a sense, we get a sense that maybe it's, it's changing, that if it's not the end, it might be the beginning of the end. And that's what the prophet Isaiah is speaking about, that he is speaking about God transforming the wilderness. In the 35th chapter, the desert And the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord. The splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool. The thirsty ground bubbling springs in the haunts where jackals once lay. Grass and reeds and papyrus will grow and a highway Will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Every lasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. The wilderness experience we all experience I remember as a kid, the, the wilderness to me was the land between Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Altoona, Pennsylvania. Altoona is where my mother grew up, and that's where my grandmother still lives. So many times a year, we would make that pilgrimage from Pittsburgh to Altoona. But the best trips were the ones in the winter. We would begin downtown Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh downtown was a bustling city. And we would wait for my dad to come out of work, but there was no parking, so we would continually circle the block again and again. Imagine being a small child knowing that you have two hours in the car and it hasn't even started yet because you keep going around the block. And then my dad would appear through the revolving door and come out of work and get in the car. A light, Cold rain would be falling in downtown Pittsburgh and we would head east into what I thought was that vast wilderness, Monroeville and Murraysville and New Alexandria. We would pass through town and village one after the other. We would get to gas center and my sister and I would play a game. I'm standing in the center of the gas center in the center of gas center. I'm standing with a hat on the center of my head, standing in the center of the gas center, in the center of gas center. I have a flower in the center of my hat. You, you get the picture, right? And my, my sisters, long before I was born, had chosen their coal mine because there were old coal mines dotting the landscape all over the way in that wilderness. And they would say, there's my coal mine. There's my coal mine. And I would say, Where's my coal mine? You don't have one, they would say. And I said, Is that mine? No. Is that mine? Nope. So I had to find one on the way to my other grandmother's house. And we would pass through Munster. And I would peer out the window because I was convinced the Munsters lived there. Where else would they live, right? I never saw them, but I knew they lived there. And then in that wilderness, we would come to Crescent. Mountain, And what had been a cold rain in downtown Pittsburgh had started to splot on the windshield, had turned to flurries, then snow, and most of the time a complete blizzard. My dad once claimed that he saw snowflakes in July on Crescent Mountain. And we would get there, and my dad would yell, oh, no. And we would try to peer from the back seat at that mountain. And up that mountain was all taillights, some straight back, some sideways, all sliding back towards us. And we had to make a decision what mountain to go down. You couldn't go down the Sonic. No, that was only for dry summer days, so windy and twisty. Uh, Tonight, you couldn't go down the Buckhorn. No, that was too risky in the snow. Only Crescent Mountain full of snow. Sometimes in that wilderness, it resulted in stopping the car. My dad would get out and get in the trunk and the chains would come out, if you're old enough to remember chains. And they would go on the tires so we could somehow make our way through the wilderness to grandmother's house. My grandma's house, the house of Christmas cookies. You know, we would go every other year on this journey when she could not visit for Christmas. And she would have leftover Christmas cookies in a bag and, and they tasted like nothing else because the peanut butter was in with the date and not pinwheel, was in with the chocolate. I can make those cookies, but I can't duplicate that taste of them all being together. The, the Christmases she did visit us, she would travel on the train. So there's just a little bit of diesel smell in the cookies my grandmother's house, the house of homemade noodles that were rolled out on the table and sliced thick. They were cooked and the noodles weren't enough, so they were put with gravy and chicken. And chicken and gravy and noodles wasn't enough, so that went over mashed potatoes because you just can't have too many starches in life. That's the way my family eats. The wilderness experience. The wilderness experience, not only as remembering as a child, but the wilderness experience of our life. That we have all been collectively through this wilderness experience of the pandemic, but we go through wilderness experiences time and time again in life where everything seems strange and different. We're, we're a little afraid and we're uncertain. But Isaiah tells us that God is about the work of transforming us in the wilderness. And he's not only about the work of transforming us, but he's about the work of transforming the wilderness itself. And I know that. I can see it when I try to travel that Old Route to Altoona, because it no longer exists. I can't even find Old Route 22. I try to, just to reminisce a little bit if I'm on my motorcycle, but it doesn't exist. Because as Isaiah said, now there in the mountains, there is a highway. A highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. Because today... Today, there's a highway in those mountains where you never could imagine they could build a road. There's now a four-lane highway that goes through. It gives me a visual image of what Isaiah is talking about. Not only the hope, but the promise of our God. And not only is there a highway, but there's sheets one after the other Picture a time when the restaurants were closed in the winter. The Dairy Queen was closed in the winter. You had to figure out where the gas stations were and what time it was. You had to plan ahead, but now there are sheets on every corner, open 24-7 with gasoline and drinks, snacks, and sam- oh, yeah, I can go on and on. Once my mother told me when I fell in love with Sheets that she went to high school with the Sheets brothers. I said, Mom, why didn't, why didn't you marry one of them? would be rich. And she said, Alan, if I would have married one of the Sheets brothers, you wouldn't be here. I'm like, I don't care. I'd be rich. God is about the work of making a way, making a highway in the wilderness of our lives. We can almost sense it a little bit, can't we? It it seems like this, this wilderness, this pandemic that we've lived through for over a year, maybe if it's not the end, maybe it's the beginning of the end that we can just feel it changing. That's what God does. He transforms us in the midst of our life and he transforms the wilderness of our life. Whatever wilderness you have experienced, whatever you're going through now, whatever lies ahead of you, God makes a way makes a highway in the wilderness of our life. People face the wilderness of cancer diagnosis and God's making a way where maybe they can't see a way. They face the wilderness of anxiety and and depression that just overwhelms them. We face the anxiety of broken hearts and broken relationships and feeling like our whole life is falling apart. We face wilderness each and every day. We live in it, but when we're in it, God is present. And not only is God present, but he is making a way. He is building a highway in your life and my life for us to walk upon it. Maybe we can't see it, we can't picture it, we can't ever picture getting over this mountain that lays ahead of us. The snow has socked us in. We are stuck. We're not getting any traction in life. But yet God is transforming you and me. God is transforming the very wilderness, making a way and making a highway for you and for me. Isaiah gives us the hope. Not only the hope, but the rock-solid promise that they will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. It will overtake them like a huge truck barreling down behind us in our rearview mirror and then flying past us. We're just trying to hold on. Gladness and joy will overtake our life and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Amen.